0: Welcome into another episode of the A-List Podcast. I'm Quani A. joined by A. Sherrod Blakely. And Sherrod, I'm going to take credit for the latest addition to the Celtics. Their new head coach, Ime Udoka, has been signed. And I called it the day before it happened.
1: Just want to put that out there. Okay, yeah. Okay. You, you you can take that victory lap if you want that's to. That's all I'm thinking. I'm just, I'm just glad he's coming and bringing all that he brings to the table with him when he comes. Yes. I'm, ex- I'm very happy about that. <laughs> Me and a lot of folks in Boston are happy that he's bringing all that he brings to the table. Yes,
0: because everyone clearly cares more about Nia Long than they care oh, about Oh, I was talking
1: about all the experience with Popovich. Oh, you see, what you well, about. that's oh, my, okay. Okay. what you're talking about. Oh, okay. What were there. you talking about? Oh, oh. Oh, his fiancee. Yes. long, 50 years old, of Chris child. Miller, boys in the hood. I've heard of her. I think I've heard of her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What was your reaction overall, other than the things that you bring?
1: All that he brings to the table? Yes. Uh, it's a good hire. I mean, I, I, I can't really call it a great one because there's still a lot of unknowns and uncertainties about how he's going to put this roster together. How is he going to use Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown? Is he going to be able to get more out of some of those guys that are on the fringe of the roster, Uh, guys who are going to be coming off the bench? Uh, What style of play is he going to have? Does he have the right personnel to go that route? There's a lot of questions about him that, regardless of who they brought in, might still be there. But when you're making that shift from being an assistant coach to a head coach, even though the distance isn't very far, the type of responsibilities are enormous. And for someone going through that for the first time, uh, you just don't really know whether or not they're going to handle it as well as they want to and as well as they should. So there's a lot of questions, but I like the promise that he brings. I like the fact that he does have a very varied um, background. I like the fact that and not, all people, not enough people talk about this, but if you look at his career trajectory as, a, as an assistant coach, he's consistently been involved with teams that had multiple top shelf talent. You know, I mean, in Brooklyn, which is where he's coming from, they had the biggest of the big threes that we've seen in the last 10, 15, 20 years in terms of talent. You look at the guys that he worked with in San Antonio. Uh, you, you look at just, you know, coming to Boston where you have a team and you have a Brown who are going to be, you know, the faces of your franchise for, you know, for at least the, the near future. He has experience in working with players of that caliber and that skill. And that's that's really going to be important as Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown's star continue to rise.
0: In the front office of the Boston Celtics seem to really have that faith that he can get the mission accomplished. And that mission is the Banner 18 that we heard throughout that introductory press conference over and over again. He's the 18th coach of this team as well. So as Steve Pagliuca said... The 18th coach for the 18th banner, that would align very well. So he has a lot of, on his plate, a lot of pressure. But with a team this young, but still very good, I think it is possible. He just definitely needs to surround himself with the right coaching staff and really execute this
1: season. Yeah, and and also get a little lucky. Uh, Yes. (laughs) And by that, I just simply mean a player that is at a certain level, all of a sudden they take their game to a significantly higher one. Uh, we've seen that with Jalen Brown. We saw that you look at a team like, you know, like, for example, when Toronto Raptors won the championship, you know, you look at Pascal side and you look at the leap that he made as a player. Uh, when you, for the Celtics, you would hope that someone like Neesmith could make a significant leap uh, when he gets a full like off and uh, summer league and all those things that most rookies get that he was not able to partake in just because of just the, the state of the NBA and, and coronavirus and all that. So you're hoping that someone that we're looking at now who's kind of in the weeds is going to step up and be that man is going to step up and be that player. You get something like that and you tack that on with with Tatum and Brown. Now you've got a group that can do something, can do some very special things.
0: Yeah. I'm very curious to see what he does for sure. This season, our guest was here in Boston for a while over the last few seasons. Now he's, Elsewhere in Sacramento,
1: big yes, shot.
0: Yes, he's a big time now. He's. I'm surprised we even had the number to call him to get him on this podcast.
1: <laughs> Our old the friend to go through to get that. Corny I ain't even gonna. Get, <laughs> we don't got enough time to talk about that.
0: But <laughs> well, Kyle Draper is here to talk to us about his move to Sacramento and what he thinks about these Celtics. Kyle, it's been a while since we've seen you.
2: Nah, uh, don't even come at me like that, Kwani. <laughs> you arrived and that lost my number. Y'all had everybody else on this podcast. What episode is this? Like, number 75 or something, and now y'all get <laughs> back to me, and I see how it is. It's all good. It's all good.
1: Wait, look, we had to track you down. I mean, I, we found you in your man cave or wherever you broadcast.
2: You changed it. your number on it. Right.
1: Nah, yeah, I, I hey, so y'all wish y'all were, we were at where
2: I was at right now. I'm on vacation, maxing and relaxing.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's what happens when you cover the king's.
2: You get a lot of time to
1: max and relax. No comment,
2: man. Don't diss my squad Uh, like that, Sherrod. Don't diss my squad. That's messed messed up. I know, (laughs) just like old times.
1: Ain't nothing changed. Ain't nothing changed. But a lot of things have changed, particularly around the green team hiring uh, Mr. I mean, Udoka. What do you think about the hire?
2: No, I mean, I like it, you know. I'm listening to uh, all these fans and everything say, you know, Brad Stevens knocked it out of the park. This is a great hire. I like the hire, but Shemite, as you know, it's like drafting a rookie. Everybody's or signing a free agent, Kwani. I need to see the proof in the pudding. Right. I'm happy for him. I'm excited for him. You know, everybody seems to like the guy, but ultimately he's going to be judged by wins and losses. And so I'm going to just chill, sit back, wait and see how he does. Because you guys know Celtics fans. What happens if they, you know, finish seventh this season? Is the honeymoon over or something like that? And so I- I'm not going to, you know, say this is a slam dunk or anything like that because there are a lot of good coaches who haven't won a championship. I mean, think about, uh, you know, Brad Stevens. He had a great run in Boston, right? But he didn't win the title. And I think Adoka, he is brought here to win a championship, and that's what he will be judged on.
0: I, I got that feeling. Cool. You, but... Go ahead, Juanita. No, to that point, you can always say the right things in the opening press conference, but mm-hmm. how are you going to actually execute in the season? For Udoka, he's been emphasizing that Jason and Jalen are the stars that he's going to build his team around. Do you think that's a good
2: idea? Yeah, funny. they have no other choice, right? I mean, you're riding the dial with Jason and Jalen unless you decide to move one of them, and I don't think Brad would do that. And so these are this is your your core. These are the two guys... They're going to carry you as far as you can go, and so I think what Doka is trying to do is instill some confidence in these guys. He talked about uh, wanting them to be a badass out on the floor, and so I, I think he's his chips are all in. The Celtics' chips are all in on these two guys. Let's not forget they are still young, but then I look out there in Phoenix. I'm looking at Devin Booker, one way away from leading his squad to a championship. You know, I, I'm looking at Trey Young leading his squad to the Eastern Conference Finals. And so I think it's a young man's game right now, and it's time for these young boys to step up.
1: It's, it's a young man's game. I absolutely agree with you on that. But those two examples you gave, they also have old-school Gs that got their back. When you look at your boys in Phoenix, you got Chris Paul. You look over here in Atlanta, which is where I'm at right now. You got Danilo Gallinari, who's giving you some good minutes off the bench. You got seasoned guys who've been there, done a few things in the game. And then you come to Boston, you got Grant Williams? You got
2: Peyton Pritchard? Yo. Why, 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 why are you making that face up? Why, why are you <laughs> saying Grant Williams? You're like, Grant Williams? Yeah, <laughs>
1: because, I'm <laughs> because I'm talking about OGs who've been in the game for a minute, and Grant Williams is so at the other end of the spectrum. Okay, that well, who's fault is it? that? Who's fault who's is that? that? Who's fault is that? Danny Ainge.
2: Okay.
1: Right. Boom. Right. What? What? what?
2: Did that, this is, I mean, is a I, stutter? No, it's uh, Danny. Kwani, was he saying that three months ago? I just want to make sure now that Danny's out, let's not. No, I agree. <laughs> but Danny tried to bring in those stealth veterans, Sherrod. Think about it. He brought in my guy, Jeff T. That didn't His run. guy. not that in a while. Like his, I, no, know, no, I, I would have gave
1: know. you a pass on passing on Jeff T. as being your guy. I would have absolutely given you a pass on that.
2: Garbage, I do waffle. I, I don't go back and forth. If you're my guy, you're my guy. And so you're Kristen Thompson. He brought in. He brought that's in Evan Fortier. No, that's your boy. He brought in Evan Fortier. And so he just brought in the wrong OG vets. And so it'll be interesting to see what Brad does with this roster, right? Because I agree, they do need some OG vets around it. I'm just hoping that that he doesn't completely
1: strike out. One OG after another. Because think about it, When was the last time they brought in somebody with some mileage on him that actually panned out? Uh, I, I don't count Evan Turner because Evan Turner really wasn't an OG. Shaq, this was Shaq's last stop. Al record. Warford? Al Warford as a free agent? Come on, hey, don't disrespect Al Warford. No, I'm, I'm just thinking Al was the was agent Warford for eight years. Al was like 28, yeah. I guess Al was probably the last one. Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah Al Warford. Yeah, Gordon don't yeah, really no count because Gordon, that was like, Brad's like, you know, that was his boy. I don't count, I don't, I don't count that one. I don't. But here's the thing. Uh, this, what, you, you brought this up a little bit earlier about how Brad, you know, had a lot of success, but obviously didn't win that chip. And Brad finished, he's like right now, he's fourth all time and wins as a Celtics head coach. The three cats ahead of him all got chips. I'm wondering, is you will you doka have a little bit more, for lack of a better word, time to figure this stuff out, knowing Brad's history. Like it's not like Brad it can say, look, well, you know, when I was coaching the team, we he, he don't got he, he can't do it like Tommy. He can't talk the way Doc could. He can't do right. it the way guys who've done this for a while can just say, Look, I've paid my dues, I got my chip. This is how we do it. Brad, it has to be more like, I won a lot of games. I didn't get the chip. Hmm. I feel for you, son. I know what it feels like to come up short. That – I don't know how I feel about that. Uh-huh. Well,
2: uh, I It's hard enough for him when he needs to be hard is what I'm trying right. to say. Right, and, and, and that's, what, that's, that's what I question about Brad Stevens. When it comes time to make the tough decision, I would mean fire somebody. I don't know if, you know, let's say in four years it's not working out, you know. Is Brad going to – Brad got eight years. Let's not begin. Eight. Brad got eight years as head coach of the Boston Celtics. No joke to the finals. Exactly. I don't think Udoka gets that long of a leash. If he doesn't get to the finals in eight years, I can't see it lasting that long. I just can't see it. I I think this franchise is hungry to get back. Eastern Conference Finals, been there, done that. It's all about getting to the championship right now.
0: I think Brad realizes what's at stake, too, when it comes to his legacy. As you mentioned, he didn't succeed to the level of expectation as a coach. And for his first move to be one that is still considered controversial because people loved Kemba, and for him to bring back Al Horford, mm-hmm. I think he is willing to bite the bullet and do what needs to be done. Obviously, we have to see him be able to do that with Udoka, but I think that was a pretty bold move on Brad's part because I didn't expect him to be the bad guy and trade away Kemba, and that was the first thing
1: that he did. Yeah, so, but she, yeah. you know, I can give a, I can give a pass on that, Kwonie. <laughs> yeah. this, this is what he did. This is what he did. He traded away a guy that everyone likes right. and in a guy that everyone likes. So there was, there was, from yes. a, I think from a perspective, from a perception standpoint, there was a there was a zero net gain with that. Now, as far mm-hmm. as playing, you got an older guy. Right. You got rid of. You brought in an older guy. You got <laughs> I, I, I think I think Brad, what he did was he made a deal that made a lot of sense. That wasn't going to get him any kind of really blowback. Now, if he were to trade away Marcus Smart and you brought in (laughs) some guy that's like, you know, like, I I don't know, like we'll just throw out a name like Matisse Thiable or something or or just just some scraps. There will be there will be blowback. There will absolutely be blowback. And I'm curious, how is he going to handle that blowback? I mean, is he going to duck and bob and weave or is he Mm. going to just stand in the storm and take them hits? I don't know.
2: Yeah, but, you know, the thing about that Kimball Walker deal, Red did, everybody knew they had to do something with Kimball. Yeah, like, sure, so it sure. wasn't that hard. But I was actually disappointed in the deal because as much as Al Horford is my guy and people are high on Moses Brown, I thought, Tom, might you be able to get a little more? I, you know, I, I don't know. Shavon's shaking his head. Obviously not, I guess. But, man, it, and to give up your first-round pick, too? I don't know about that. To me, are they better today than they were when they had Kimball Walker? I don't think they are. I I don't think that trade, you know, I'm talking about this upcoming season, moved them closer to a championship. I I think that on the
1: floor, I I don't think they're better. I think financially speaking, they're in a hell of a lot better situation now than they were before because they've got some realistic options to create some some avenues to, to bring in. A significant piece going forward. That wasn't going to happen if they kept Kimba. Uh,
2: hold up, hold up, sorry. Let me cut you off. You say bring in a significant piece, not like this year or free agency. Yeah, because you talking free agency. Yeah, I worry about the Celtics not attracting a quality free agent going forward. This is where I mean, Udoka is, is going to have to be the difference
1: maker because I think he. Has been around a game long enough to where guys respect him and he yeah. might be able to sweet talk some cats into at least thinking about coming to Boston. And to me, if you can get to the point where they players will at least give you a chance to make your case, that's all you really want. And if you doka, I mean, look, man, he's got lots of things going for him. <laughs> lots of things going for him. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm Do just that, thinking. That. Do that. Good I for think him. that's a really good point, though, because lots of people looking forward to coming to Celtics <laughs> games <this> to <year. laughs> see who they find coins at. Just, just take in the environment. Right. Oh,
2: Trish, don't act like you don't know Noble. No, I know exactly yeah. what I you know, may have to fly back for a couple of Celtics games or something. Maybe she'll come good. out to Sacramento on a road trip or something like that.
0: Maybe. Oh, yeah. you know,
1: I can see, know. I can see Kyle being like, "Yo, let me let me talk to like you know your significant other because
2: you know, we want to get the get the full skull
1: <laughs> <Right>.
0: <laughs> I I can have a
2: now. pregame show or something like that, no doubt, no doubt.
0: <laughs> Everyone's going to try to find that angle this season. How can we incorporate
2: Miss Long? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hey, hey. I am impressed though because she's fully embracing this move. You know, she, she didn't have to do all those social media posts, wearing the jersey and all that. She didn't course, have to Angie do that. Though, that's
1: did you see that yeah. one? Oh, she
0: did. Oh, I
1: didn't see that
0: one. I didn't see that one. Oh, wow. I didn't see I'll that. I got it. For those yeah, who didn't notice, though, on Instagram, she did post a photo of her wearing a number 18 jersey, which signifies Udoka being the 18th head coach, but also the goal of the 18th banner. So as you mentioned, Kyle, that it was a big deal for her to publicly claim the Celtics and really root for Udoka. Right. <laughs> I'm glad. No, exactly. Did. Especially after your boy Kyrie me. and everything.
2: No, right. exactly. I think the Celtics needed this kind of PR, this kind of publicity. Yeah.
1: Because, I mean, when you look at the kind of season they've had, I mean, my goodness. I mean, the shots just keep kept, kept yeah. coming. You're not winning games. You got guys hurt. Kyrie in Brooklyn but still taking shots. Right. Yeah. Still taking yeah. shots. And
0: when you talk about attracting free agents, I think the social aspect of Boston is a really big deal look at LA you look at Miami those are fun cities no one thinks I want to have fun let me go to Boston at least for hold up I gotta cut you
2: off because you're making it sound like my boys in the NBA are all about LA and Miami and nightlife and and things like that you
0: know they obviously don't have a choice generally speaking but if you're a young NBA player with money to blow and fun to have wouldn't you (laughs) want to go to a (laughs) younger city or a more fun city
2: so well, what you saying, you ain't going to Salt Lake or you ain't going to Boston? Is, is that what you're telling me, Kwani?
0: Anyone ever said, I want to go to Salt Lake? Me? When's the last time you heard that? You
2: can try. The one guy, dog. Like it so it's a here, great
1: city. I love, city. A <laughs> great city. <laughs> I love Salt Lake City. I do. I really do. And you know what else I love, Quani? Good. I love betonline.ag. Absolutely. Awesome podcast. If you're looking for the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, BetOnline.ag is the place to be. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, info, real-time updated odds, and prop bets on anything and everything you can imagine. Don't forget about the welcome bonus: fifty percent off. Uh, the uh, welcome bonus code CLNS50. BetOnline, your online sports book. Experts. I was definitely going to do that read, but sure, I just took it from me. I did. I, you I know saying. what? I, I, I pulled the Dame Willard there. You did?
0: My you show. sure? Are you saying I'm a CJ McCollum? He gets points. He ain't not wrong. wrong with CJ. You are he a sidekick. ain't not wrong with that. He ain't not just wrong. wrong with that. He he just don't you shots. Shot. That's all. He didn't trust me with the shot. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're doing here. <laughs> Kyle, we want to talk about your Sixers. I
2: think. Buy oh. <laughs> hey, six of that. Hey, all of y'all wasn't talking to me when they were winning. All of a sudden, they lose. Let's call Drake up and get him on the phone for it. So, hey, let's That's talk why about we the let's on on it. The because Drake hey. the line was so busy because because y'all just didn't
1: know how to act when they were actually winning. Y'all all Ooh. talking to each other. Hey, you see our team is winning. Our team is winning. Can't talk to y'all then. Can't talk to y'all then. Y'all y'all yeah, too humbled. Yeah. you nah, you right. You are right. I, I'm, up, here. I'm here. i here. What you got? Go ahead, Kwani.
0: What has been your reaction to this past season and them getting booted out of the playoffs?
2: <laughs> Disappointment because let's be honest, it was set up perfectly for them. Yes! Especially with Brooklyn losing to Milwaukee like that. I mean, and, and Milwaukee, you know, good team, we know that. But the team I was afraid of was Brooklyn. And now with Brooklyn Heard and Milwaukee moving on, it was right there for the Sixers. And they got to do something with Ben Simmons. And you know, this is—I mean—I can't remember the last time a so-called star player, superstar player, turtled in the playoffs like this. I mean, this is this is like some epic stuff that we've never seen before. A guy who's you know supposedly so great during the regular season, and then so bad in the playoffs, and it's like Ben Simmons didn't want to be there, right? It's like he was afraid of the moment. He was the highest-priced role player in the entire NBA during the playoffs. And and so they got to figure that out. But hey, let's not act like the Sixers window has closed or anything like that. It was Doc River's first year, Kwani. Mm -hmm. It was a a shortened off season because of COVID. No fans until the very end. And so let's not close the window just yet. I'm just speaking for the people. (laughs) Listen, I I,
1: I love the way that you phrase it, him turtling. um, Because your boy, it got so it got to the point where not even Doc Rivers, the defender of anyone and everyone who ever played for Doc Rivers, yes, had yeah. to be like, you know what? Giddy. I can't help you. Right. Doc, is he a championship point? Could Doc? We gotta work this summer. <laughs> work this summer. I was right, like, damn. Right. And then Joel talk about the series change when. You know, we had that one play. And he's talking about when your boy gave up a layup or dump because he's afraid he's going to get fouled. Yeah, man. You can't win with a dude who's thinking like that. I don't care how much time they put in his win. This is where the problem is at with Ben Simmons. His mental, his mind is the issue. Yeah,
2: you're you're right. But are are you saying this is how he's going to be for the next 10, 15 years? You don't well, think he's been that, that way for the their first quarter round. Exactly. Here. He's still a young player. Was he 24 years old, something like that? Come yeah. on, now. He's still young. And so right. I still think they have a chance next season. I don't. I think he's done. And it it up why, to Ben
1: Simmons, though. It's up to I, him, right? It, it is up to him. And that's the problem. It's up to him. And he has shown no willingness to do anything to get better. Anything. He doesn't take shots. And now right. he's at the point. Not only does he not take threes, he doesn't take jumpers. He doesn't take layups. But he might get fouled. But you
2: know what? I Is can't he, wait he do it like that. I'm sending him out of here for a chance be. I get. Yeah, but he, and, and exactly. He may need to be traded. Sort of like Markel Fultz. Markel Fultz, before he got hurt, was actually playing pretty well pretty down good. there in Orlando. Yeah, he just needed to change his scenery. Maybe Ben yeah. Simmons does. But I don't know, man. I, I always thought Ben coming out of college, when he wanted it, when he turned it on, he could be great. But I didn't see that motor. You know what I mean? I didn't see that willingness to be great night in and night out. And now we're seeing it in the NBA also. And so that's a little, uh, you know, concerning if I'm the Sixers. That's the million-dollar question for them, right? And what do you get, get though, for Ben Simmons? If you do trade him, what are you getting? You're not giving up a star player for Ben Simmons, are you? You're going to get somebody's overpriced junk. Right, right. Right. Like
1: like Portland, right. I mean, I don't think C.J. McCollum is junk, but they apparently do, which is why they're open
2: to moving him. Shoot. I'll take C.J. I'll take yeah, like C.J. C.J. McCollum. The
1: funny part about yeah. Ben Simmons now, though, is Markel Fultz would actually be a better fit right. than with them
2: now. I know. Him. I know. I know. Right. You're right. You're right. I like Markel. I mean, it just didn't work. There was something mental in Philly. They screwed him up there in Philadelphia. and he They might be on their way to doing the same with Ben Simmons, man.
0: That is definitely something those two players have in com- common. They were overhyped coming into the league to the point where they had no choice. They had no chance to fail. So that their trajectory of, I think, growth didn't really exist because you come in, you're the next godsend for a team, and then you flop. So I hope Ben Simmons yeah. is able to figure it out because, like you said, Philly may not be the best fit for him at this point.
2: And, and oh, it's crazy. He's a multiple time all star. That's what's so crazy. Like, I, I don't think we've seen a player this good during the regular season look this bad, bad in the playoffs. Season. Yeah. yeah well, so listen, let's talk about stuff. a different multi-all-star, shall
1: Jason we? we? Let's talk about a young man named Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum. I heard about him. No, no, Dre, you you saw how his season ended. I mean, he was getting buckets. Team didn't win as much as obviously he wanted to they mm-hmm. wanted to. He had COVID this year. Had an inhaler at one point right. to kind of help him navigate. So clearly, you know, this was a, a, a physically taxing season for him. He going to Tokyo. He gonna to be mm-hmm. balling with the big boys. How do you feel about that decision on his part? I got, I got my own feelings on that. I, I want to hear what you think, though.
2: I love it. I Tokyo. love it. He he needs to be the face of Team USA. I know Kevin Durant's yeah. going there. But I want Jason Taman to, to be the best player on Team USA. Because you know what happens? When you come back, you walking around like you're the hot stuff. You know? I, I don't know if I could curse or not on the show. It's a family program. But you you walking around like this stuff don't stink. You're and the itch. Exactly. You're the itch. And I think he needs a little dose of that. And, and I think, you know, when we talk about Udoka, that's what he wants to see from him. Don't be deferring to LeBron or Durant or... You know, Brad Beal, just be happy you're on the floor with those guys. Make sure you are the best player on the floor. And if he goes out there and dominates in Tokyo, I know Kevin Durant's going to be there as well. But if he shows and proves that he's the best player out there, I think that'll help the Celtics.
1: And I think Kevin Durant realizes that. You know, I, I'm the baddest score in the game right now. But yo, JT coming, J- young know boys coming. Fair. After
0: missing out on $32 million in incentives, I know he has a chip <laughs> on his shoulder. So if he couldn't do it in the regular season, he's going to go out in Tokyo and do something. I, I think got that's the wrong shirt
1: I got a T-shirt saying, stay salty. Look. That's what Jason <laughs> said to me. He needs to a a have a, a stay the salty
2: summer. T-shirt on. Absolutely. Yeah, but, uh, can, can I say something quickly about Tatum?
0: Sure. yeah.
2: And he had a great finish to the season, but he what? has to elevate his game. He has to be better. 50 what points, strategy? so what? I don't Which care. I mean, what do you
0: think means he better? He has to him? make
2: the other players on his team better. Yeah. And that's okay. and that's and, and Jalen Brown also. We know those guys can go out there and get buckets. But can you make life easier for the Peyton Pritchards, for the Marcus Smart, for your boy, Sherrod Grant Williams? You have to make elevate those guys. When we talk about some of the greatest players that ever played this game, one thing they were able to do, trust their teammates, put their teammates in position to succeed, and elevate the play of their teammates. And I think that's the next thing with Jason Tatum. I don't need 50 points. I'd be good with 27 and 8 assists and 10 rebounds, like a, a full, complete game, not just filling the stat sheet scoring-wise. I, I need Jason Tatum to round out his game and, and really elevate his teammates. Well, His teammates need to
1: play a little bit better when they get opportunities to play. <laughs> I mean, true. If, if, you know, you got cats, you know, like your boy Grant, who can play like 25, 30 minutes have like three points, boy, a rebound, yeah. and he'll do a decent job defensively, but he's not locking anybody up. They need guys to be stars in whatever role they're asked to play. I look at a guy like Neesmith. You make shots. When you get the rock, guess what? You need make to shoot. Shots, shot. Yeah, you need yeah. to make shots. You need to shoot. Shots don't get made if you don't take them. You know. I, I remember Jerry, Jerry Stackhouse used to tell me this all the time. Uh, when he would take like maybe 20, 25 shots and someone ask him, you know, did you take enough shots or did, or did you, did you feel that you got enough shots tonight? And he was like, no, no, because I'm paid to make shots and I need to keep taking them if I'm going to make them. And I, I love that mindset. I love that.
2: Right. For most players. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just think the Celtics, they got a lot of finishers, uh-huh. you know, I, I consider Kimball Walker a finisher as well, but they don't have, uh, uh, that person that brings it all together, you know, on the floor. And so, you know, the, the, it tastes good, you know, when you see them scoring, but, you know, that they, they're using the sweet and low sugar. They need that real sugar to really bring them all together and make them a better team. And so I think their roster is incomplete right now. Hopefully I'm not the only one. I mean, yeah, they Glad still need it a point the same guard. Way. Yeah, I exactly. As much good. as I love Marcus Smart, I don't think he's the answer as your starting point guard. And you don't need a guy that comes in and scores 30 points. You need a guy that can get you 10, 11 assists on any given night. They don't have that. Mm-hmm.
0: To that point, you mentioned Tatum being the one that makes his teammates better. But wouldn't you see that facilitator that's missing as that person to facilitate for the entire team versus Tatum having to take up that burden?
2: No, Kwani, because if you're going to be great, you give the game whatever it needs. If your team needs okay, you cheers. to be that facilitator, <laughs> say, hey, right? You know what I mean, Shara? You know, seriously, if you want to be great, If you want to be in that LeBron conversation, because that's how I measure everybody. You know, LeBron can go out there and beat you with 50 points. He can go out there and beat you with 15 assists. He can go out there and beat you with rebounds. So when I'm talking about a complete player, that's what I want to see from Jason Tatum. Kevin Durant. We saw Kevin Durant in the playoffs, that 49-point game. It wasn't just points. He played great defense as well. Tatum has to get back to locking people up. Whatever the game needs, that's what Tatum has to provide, and it's not just always scoring.
1: He's been a little oh. rocky on defense, like like he's had moments where he's been amazing, and then yeah. he just kind of flatlines for a little bit, and then he gets amazing, and then he gets like not so amazing. He need, yeah. definitely he needs to play uh, that end of the floor with a little more consistency, no question about it. Yeah. Now Drapes, we love
2: you. Here we go.
1: Oh no! I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna give you a flash. First of all, congratulations on your last year in Boston, you got an Emmy for the pre and post production.
0: Now, now,
1: Now, how does this one stack up with the war chest of Emmys you got? Because apparently you got, like, you you and uh, Bill Russell and all championships. Y'all,
2: like, neck and neck, right? <laughs> I no, it, it, yeah, I know. I don't have many Emmys, and the Emmys I do have before this one came as part of, like, the game broadcast, you know, as part okay. of, like, you Know a, a game broadcast. This so you one, were like Robert Horry,
1: or were you like yeah. Brian Scalabrini?
2: Both Ooh, were the same Well, what nah, I would say, Robert Ori. yeah, I would say, give me Robert or yeah, I wasn't Shaq or Kobe or nobody like that. I wasn't the star, That was Mike and Tommy. You're but I'm I mean, when it when I got the rock, I knocked down the shots. You know, the down. This one, I was the host of pre and post game, like mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, that has my name on it, you know, and so this one means. So much more to me, and so it reiterates in, in the work that we did. You guys know at NBC Sports Boston when we were all there together. You know, we, we had a good group and we put out a good product, and this just validates that. I think.
1: Yeah, well, I was I was happy for you that you got that. Um, sad that you no longer can. You can't repeat that chip. Um, right, right. It had, it had to come when I, when I left. Right. Yeah. You know? Exactly. So here's 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 my thing. What for you, Drape's is is like. The transition from Boston, which is you know one of the largest markets in, in the country, to a city that you know it's it's I mean we're not talking like backwoods you know mid, middle of nowhere, but it's not it's not big like Boston. How has that transition been for
2: you, man? You better not be uh, dissing Sacramento. Sacramento Woo! is much better than I, I tried to give y'all as me.
1: much dap as I could for the only city I've ever been in where I saw a tumbleweed in the middle of the road. But anyway,
2: keep going. No, nah, that, that was back in the day. That that was your first few years covering the NBA. Sacramento is up and coming, big fella. You know where we stay at, Sherrod. Downtown, the, the Sawyer Hotel. Dude, you go five blocks up the way, there's a lively scene. It's hype. They love their Sacramento Kings. Sure, it's not Boston, and, and that's one of the things, you know, I, I'm trying to bring out there is that I'm not going to accept losing. You know, the Kings haven't been to the playoffs in 15 years, and so – there's sort of like a doomsday feeling among the fan base. They go on a two or three game losing streak. Oh, here we go again. I'm of the belief, and, and you know, I remember earlier in the season, uh, me and my co-host uh, Katie Hunter, we had a discussion. De'Aaron Fox scored 42 points, I think it was, or 43 in a game, and she said, "Well, De'Aaron can't do this every single night." And I'm like, "Hold up, if you want to be Jason Tatum." If you want to be Donovan Mitchell, you got to bring it every single night. You have to be the best player. And that's what I'm trying to bring to the community out there. No, don't just sit back and be happy with challenging for a play-in spot. You got to aim higher. You got to think higher. And so they can't believe that there was talk of the Celtics firing Brad Stevens during the middle of the season. Like, they, people just thought that was so crazy. And I'm just like, hey, if you're not getting it done in Boston consequences will be paid. And so that needs to happen in Sacramento also. And I'm talking, you know, from management to the players as well. If y'all not bringing it on the floor, then sit your butt down. I'll get somebody else out there that will. Okay. i bring that
0: Emmy-level
1: excellence to Sacramento. <laughs> love to I'm, trying,
2: it. I'm trying. I'm trying, <laughs> Kwani. I'm Is trying. Your, about that.
1: You, need to, you need to roll it in it one day and just have, like, a T-shirt with all the Emmys, like,
2: yeah. This, 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 is do. Do. <laughs> this is what we do. This is what we I, do. Yeah, I think I might. Well, next time I show up, I'm gonna just carry it with me, set it yeah. on the desk, yeah. like, damn, That's yeah. what I'm talking about. This you is know, the level that that <laughs> that's exactly. 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 <laughs> I
0: get it. Hey, Courtney. What do you miss most about Boston? Oh, you wanna play some games? No, no, no. What with your question. Then we play I games was- after. All right. Final question. What do you miss most about living in Boston?
2: Man, that's a good question. That's a good question. Sherado, see, Quani, you and I ain't hung We haven't hung out a
1: whole lot. In in I, got so more, I got so many answers for that that I'm not going to say <laughs> any of them. <laughs>
2: Sherado, I had the city on lock, big fella. You know what I mean? Like, I, funny, I would take to
0: show sh- that they never wanted to hang out with me and I would try to invite myself
2: Please, She wasn't ready. She wasn't ready for a spot. Apparently ready, I wasn't ready. Whatever. I would take Sherrod <laughs> under my wing. I would take Gary Washburn <laughs> under my wing, show him the fire oh things in life. So thing. I miss doing
0: that. I, I miss doing that. I, I miss taking care of my guys out there. You got to hand over the baton to someone.
2: Nah. Yeah, we we already graduated and moved on. That's the thing. We We... We OGs now. We we in the owner's box like Michael Jordan. We in the sweet chilling. We let y'all young cats handle that. Coin. All right,
0: hand me the Rolodex then. I'll take over. All right, I'll, I'll
2: pass along a couple names for you. I'll pass along
1: a couple names. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. you, know, you don't want to start balling out. <laughs> I know, I know. We ain't ready for that. We ready for game time, though. We are. Let's do it, 40?
0: All right, so our first game is called Fill in the Lane. you We say a phrase and you fill in the blank for it. First one, Marcus Smart will blank with the Celtics next season.
2: We'll still be with the Celtics for the full season. I I don't think they're trading Marcus Smart uh, because here's the thing. If you trade Marcus Smart, I don't think you're getting back a starting level point guard in this league from Marcus Smart. Exactly. So then what do you do at the point guard spot? I I think Marcus Smart plays out this season in Boston. And then we see what happens going forward. I, I think Smart will be your starting point guard opening night.
0: Okay, Solid answer. The next one is Blank will be the next best player behind Tatum and Brown next season.
2: Dang. I know.
1: That's a tough one right
2: there. I got one. I know. Are they resigning 48? Is it going to be Peyton Pritchard? Is it going to be Neesmith? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to say my guy, Al Horford. Let me go with Al. Ooh, let me okay. go with Big Al. Yeah, Al Horford will be the third best player on the selfie.
1: right what's your answer? My answer is Time Lord. Okay. He's finally going to stay healthy. Oh, yeah. I'm to stay healthy. Time, let, me, let me say, because I knew where you were going. I knew <laughs> where you were going. He's going to stay healthy. Okay. And if he's able to stay healthy, he's going to get you, like, 14, 15 yeah, points. yeah. Eight yeah. nine rebounds, two three blocks, and at least at least one highlight every other game on average. Every other game, every other game, not every game. Not every other game. You're well, gonna, gonna, gonna have a week where you're gonna get like three highlights every game. you gonna have a week where you gonna have none. Because Tatum gonna go mm-hmm. off for of, like forty points, three or four games in a row. Nobody care about time or that week. Okay. Mm. Neil, all, right.
0: all right. The next one is your favorite Neil Long movie is. Ooh, <laughs> that's
2: a good one. That's a good one. Um, you could do Love Jones, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes <laughs> exactly. So I'm going. To, everybody might say Friday or something like that. Nah, I'm going with Love Jones. Love Jones.
1: Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah I wish he had love, love Jones. Love Jones up there yeah. for me as well. Yeah. All right. Our second game is called Starting Five. I say a word or a phrase, and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind when you hear it. First one, Ime, Ime Udoka. I don't know why. I just-
2: Lucky man. Lucky man. Lucky Lucky <laughs> man. Big so, enemy, huh? good
0: one, Dre. Real one. I like
2: lucky that. Man. <laughs> keep it real, Kwani. Keep, you know no. L-
0: keep it real.
2: Let's just keep it real. The dude has a beautiful fiance. He's a good looking man. He's sharp. He, he dresses well. He, he, has all, he, he's he, so he has man. Okay. <laughs> no, but the dude has the total package. So, no, he's a lucky man. All right, all right.
0: Sacramento Kings.
2: Ah, the home. I'm ready to get back to kingdom. Hey, I'm telling you, Shirai will remember this. When they were locking and rolling with C-Webb, with my boy Doug Christie, they had probably the best home court advantage. Thank and you. so when you say Sacramento Kings, I see a team on the rise I'm waiting until those 17,000 fans get back, and hopefully we win some games this season.
1: I just know C-Webb ain't walking through that door. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. walking through that door to be with you. Yeah,
2: walking yeah. Through the
0: court. But Kyle Draper's yes,
2: I'm walking through that door now. That's <laughs> <Exactly>. what matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Brad Stevens, the GM. You know, y'all seen that, what is it, that Nick Young, um, meme or whatever, where he he like looks and those question marks come up above his head. Yeah. I'm still questioning it. I'm still yeah. trying to figure it out. Because I can't imagine Brad running the team. I never thought in a million years, I always thought he was a head coach. Like, I just thought he was a head coach. Yeah. And so, is it going to work? I don't know. You know, it may, he may be great at it, he may not be. I don't know, but we got to let it play out. But I, I'm still surprised and perplexed by that move. Danny Ainge's legacy. Wow. You know what? And, and I'm going to keep it real because that's what we do. Underachieving. When it's all said and done, it was a great run, but they only had one title. I think if you ask the players and coaches and even Danny himself, it could have been better. It should have been better. And so I, I think they underachieved during this tenure. Wow.
0: Oh. Okay, Dre. Well, not I it's just keep it oh, real, right? Look, we said we'd keep it real. We were expecting
2: it. Real. I think it was a good yeah. answer. Okay.
0: Ben Simmons. Dang. That's my answer. That's Dang. it. Dang. <laughs> Dang. Perfect. That's that's they say the said first thing that comes yeah. to your mind. Right?
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dang. So much talent. So much talent. So much potential. And, and hopefully he doesn't become one of those guys that we look back and say, like, think about it, Shariah, and you know this dude well. I love Rasheed Wallace, but he could have been a top 20 player of all time, you know? And, and I don't know what the issue was. I, I don't know why he didn't achieve that. Maybe he was too unselfish. I don't know. But he could have been so much more. And Ben Simmons is the same way.
1: His problem was he was too unselfish. Um, yeah, yeah. No fault. And I, it, there yeah. was nothing you could ever do to convince him to be more takeover. over, yeah. But you had to pay him take over money because he was that nice. Right, yeah, yeah. But Ben, but, nah, Ben different altogether, because Ben, get, ben is scared out there. Your boy is yeah. scared to shoot. Yeah, he's scared, yeah. You can't I be know.
2: scared in the NBA. I know. You can't do but it. he's getting paid, and an All-Star. He yeah. thinks he's doing everything right, though. That's the thing. It's like, he thinks he, you know what? I'm an All-Star. What more do you want from me? Right. That's yeah. How about take a so shot when you want the rim? Right. No, no, hopefully
0: now he sees. Hopefully. Oh. Well, thank you, Kyle,
2: for reuniting <laughs> with
0: us and giving us some of your big time time. I <laughs> you
1: know, right? I'm on vacation. I'm chilling. Kyle's a so super I'm so a yeah. like, real, like, real fan going
2: nonstop behind him. Yeah, yeah, I'm in somewhere the, really warm. I'm on the vineyard chilling. I got my people out here, I got mom and dad downstairs. Got the wife and kids, the Draper family time. The only reason I decided to do this podcast is because I didn't want y'all to think I had a big head after winning the Emmy. You know what I mean? Uh, I didn't want y'all to say, oh, Drapes wins an Emmy, so he ain't got no time for us. I'm, yeah. Hey, I'm still the same old Drapes. the people. A little more hardware. A little more hardware. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> My guy. Man of the people. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, no, thanks for having me on. No, Serious. No, nah, this was good. This was good.
1: Um, as always, Kyle. Wish you the best, brother, uh, and hope hope the Kings can can you know step their game up the way you stepped yeah. your game up. Much appreciated, Kyle Ooh, Draper. Appreciate my Thank man. Thank you, guys. See you, brother. <laughs> Kyle Draper, Mister Emmy. Kyle Rashid Drake. You just put um, his old government out there for no reason. The government name out there? Just make sure you keep, it keeps him out of trouble. Keep him humble. Because not everyone knows your government name, so you know you got to fly right with everybody. Right. Knows. So now he was good. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, what jumped out to you about, about what Kyle had to talk about? I was going
0: to ask you what you miss most about your, your partner in crime.
1: <laughs> that was that was my dude. That was my dog. That was, that was absolutely my partner in crime. And I, I do miss Kyle. Um, I miss going at him, uh, acknowledging when he's wrong because that was that's that that's kind of what I did most of the time. Okay. Um, but no, it, it was fun. It was, it's, it's always good to chop it up with him. He's, uh, you know, Kyle and I came to Boston within like weeks of each other, and okay. so we both kind of learned the lay of the land at the same time. Uh, had a lot of the same issues. We both, you know, we, we transitioning our families to a new part of the country mm-hmm. that we'd never really been to before, and so we we, we clicked like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that I, I always appreciated about Kyle was that there was always we could go at each other and it would never get personal. Um, it was always professional. Uh, and and we went at each other hard all the um, time, all the time. But it never it never felt like it was anything more than just he's got an opinion. I got an opinion. Let's go at it. Let's go. Um, and. At first, people really didn't know how to take that because mm. we would be like yelling and screaming at each other, and then the lights and cameras go off, and we start cracking up, and then we would each other a to drink. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and be, it, yes, and so uh, I, I do miss that that banter with him, but I'm happy for him though, because I mean he's yeah. he's wanted to do play by play for the longest mm-hmm. time, and he's getting that opportunity in Sacramento, and it's always great when you are in a position where you're dealing with people who understand your vision. When right. they appreciate your value that you bring and put put you in positions to make the most of that. And so yeah, I'm I'm happy as hell for him. Wish he was still, he was still here in Boston, but I'm glad he's in a place that really, I, I think, fulfills him for what he's looking for right now.
0: Absolutely. And I think to your point of view, what you asked me earlier, what stood out when it comes to the Celtics, I think the onus that he put on Jason Tatum to make the players around him better is something I don't think that has been talked about a lot this past season. So I would love to see. Tatum really facilitate when it comes to making the players around him better
1: overall. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Kwani, what you got coming down the pipeline? Cause you always got something going on. Always something
0: going on. So 10 questions is still underway. We actually just talked to Michelle Wu in our latest Boston mayoral candidates. I also have some stuff coming up next month, this month, what month are we in? In July. Uh, regarding the Olympics and the coverage of that. So stay tuned because I'll be doing a little bit more.
1: <laughs> yeah, good, good. I, I've got uh, Bleacher Report stuff coming up. I'm actually, I'm in Atlanta right now for the Hawks uh, playoff. Uh, now the series has shifted to Atlanta, so I'm, I'm here for a few days uh, doing some coverage off of that. I'll be writing about some other NBA stuff. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'll be doing a Ben Simmons story relatively soon. Uh, I've got some stuff coming with Ebony uh, com. Uh, Boston Sports Journal stuff, uh, and I'll be doing usual stuff intermittently with CLNS Media. Uh, so you know, I'm doing a teaching thing right now with with some of my kiddies uh, at BU. So Sherrod's plate is quite full at the moment. So, which so always is, employed a Sharad Blakely. Always <laughs> employed. That's and that's a good thing. That's a good thing, as you <laughs> know. That's a very good. Thing. It is, especially in our business, for real. So. Um,
0: one more shout out to CLNS and of course CLNS, but Evette Online AG. Make sure you sign up, use the promo code CLNS50 to get that bonus. There's a lot of games going on. We have the Olympics coming up, we're following MLB, the NBA playoffs. So make sure you log in and use that code and cash in on all the action.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I'm I'm trying to figure out how to how to diversify my 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 portfolio <laughs> with <Ben laughs> right now because I got more options now than than before. I, I mostly uh, deal with the NBA and, and, yeah. and that, but now it's getting to the point where it's like I might have to spread the wealth a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. get a little more different action. So uh, good stuff, good stuff as always. For Kwani A. Lunis. I'm A-Sharon Blakely And this is yet another edition of the A-List Podcast We'll be back next week with more talk, more action, and all that And then some A-List Podcasts We are